Hey friends, welcome back to Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert. This show is a safe place that you can come to hear relevant, engaging, and authentic topics so that you can get real, live free, and pursue your God-given dreams. Hey, before we jump into our show today, I want to thank Loved and Blessed Box for being today's show sponsor. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably see once a month where I get this awesome, beautiful box in the mail. I never know what the theme's going to be, but they are all about encouraging you and your friends and whoever else in your life that just needs a blessing that comes in the mail once a month. And so go ahead and go check them out. That link to their page is in the show notes. And guess what? As a Real Talk listener, you get to use the code REALTALK5 to get $5 off your first month subscription. So go check them out. I always get excited to get that box in the mail. And hey, one more thing. As a Real Talk listener, I want to make sure you're on the email list where I send updates for this podcast. Now, this is not my weekly newsletter or anything like that, so don't worry, you're not signing up to get a bunch of emails. But what this does, if you're on this email list, anytime any of these companies that I partner with whose products I just love, and they say, hey, we'd love to give your listeners a coupon code or whatever the thing may be, you're going to be the first to know about that. And then you'll just get that in your inbox so you don't lose that or have to go track down show notes or anything like that. And you'll also get notifications anytime there's anything fun or new going on with the podcast. Um, I have lots of fun and exciting things planned for the future. And I'm really excited to roll those out to you all and announce them. But if you're on that list, you'll be the first to know when those things come, even some possible in-person gatherings and things like that. So to get on that list, the only thing you need to do is text the number 44222 right there on your cell phone with the phrase Real Talk Tribe. It'll prompt you to put your email address in and then you will be on the list. So go ahead and go do that. And again, that will be in the show notes as well. All right, so now that we've gotten some of our housekeeping out of the way, I wanna go ahead and jump into what I wanna talk to you about on the show. I do not have a guest for today's show, it's just you and I. And I'm gonna talk to you about something that God has put on my heart. He he started really speaking to me about this a while ago. And honestly, I am one of those people that until God gives me some backup biblically for some thoughts that I'm having, I'm slow to share those thoughts with the world and especially on this podcast because I want to make sure it is something from him and not just one of my own personal opinions or personal convictions. And so that's actually what I'm going to talk about today is personal convictions in a very public world. Now, let me just be frank with you and real with you for a second and just say, I'm going to do a little bit of teaching today. And by teaching, I mean just kind of some thoughts that I have on this topic. But I really want this episode today to just open the lines of communication, of discussion amongst all of us about this topic of personal convictions, especially if you are a believer. Today's message, if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, probably is not going to make a whole lot of sense to you. So if you are not a born again believer, hey, send me a message. I I have gotten multiple messages where I've been able to walk some people through the salvation prayer, and that's a really fun thing that I get to do. So if you're listening to this today and you're going, Rachel, this doesn't make any sense. That might just be because we need to stop for a minute, get you saved, and then some of these things that I'm going to share with you today are going to make sense. But uh, yeah, so here's the deal. Like I said in this earlier, I said that I have been, the Lord's really been in this 
social media world in particular, if you are on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you like to hang out online, you know that the majority of what takes place online is people's opinions. There are very few people, and myself included, I want you to know everything you're going to hear me say today is not me up on a soapbox preaching. It is me down in the trenches going, oh my goodness, God's been convicting me about this and and I need to shift the way I'm, I'm speaking and the things that I'm standing up for and whatnot. So, But if you've noticed, a lot of people just air their opinions online. And sometimes people even air their opinions or their perspectives or their annoyances in the name of the Lord, right? They'll put God's name behind something. And then it brings a lot of confusion, particularly into the body of Christ. It even hurts a lot of feelings. Um, I've personally been hurt in this area and probably have also done some hurting in this area. I don't think any of us are free from either side of the coin of this, of what we're going to talk about today. So I want to talk to you about personal convictions and what they are and how we can use them effectively um, and really just how to be a little bit cautious of them. But before I do that, I am going to read you a chapter from the Bible. Yes, right here on the podcast, I'm going to read you a chapter. And here's why, because I want to start this topic out by telling you where the heart for what we're talking about today is coming from and to get the Bible to back me up on a few things so that you know this is not just a tangent. This is not just a soapbox thing that Rachel's going off on. I have God's word to back me up on what we're going to chat about today, okay? So this is coming from Romans 14. Hey, time out for a second. All right, I have to tell you, lately on the Bible app, I've been doing, um, it's like going through the New Testament in, I think it's 46 days or something like that. I listen to it. And so every day it has new, you know, Bible reading plan. And a lot of times what I'll do is when I'm getting ready in the morning or whatever I'm doing, making shakes, whatever, I'll open it, I'll listen to it. And it's just kind of fun hearing the Bible read to me. You know, often I'll read it with my eyes, but sometimes just listening. I know if you're listening to this podcast, you probably like to listen to things. And so maybe every now and then, instead of popping a podcast in, you could pop, you know, open the Bible app and just let the word of God be spoken over you. And it's been really powerful to me. So I am doing that right now. And a few days ago, Romans 14 was one of my chapters. And as it was being read out loud, I was like, yes, that's the backing I need to do this podcast because I did not want to do this podcast today without some biblical backing for this. So here we go. Romans 14. The title is The Danger of Criticism. That's straight in the Bible, my friends. I did not make that up. All right, here we go. Accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will only eat vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. In the same way, some think one day is more holy than another day, while others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day, do it to honor him. 
Those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord, since they give thanks to God before eating. Those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord, and if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, to be Lord both of the living and of the dead. So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For scriptures say, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I know and I am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it's wrong, then for that person, it is wrong. You might have noticed I I highlighted that. For that person, it's wrong. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you're not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God, and others will approve of you too. So then, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. You may believe there's nothing wrong with what you're doing, but keep it between yourself and God. I'm going to repeat that little phrase, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. All right, that's the end of that chapter. As you can tell, it's a little bit of a long chapter. I just felt, really, let's be be real for a second, shall we? I think I could wrap up this podcast right now. That, That whole chapter just summed it all up, but we're going to just have some real talk here because like I said, I want to open the lines of communication about this topic of our personal convictions. Now, let me give an example of a personal conviction. You all know, if you listen to my, the biblical body image series I did over the summer, you might have heard my very first episode where I shared my testimony about that I have struggled with some eating disorders. And one of those eating disorders, it's getting real vulnerable here today, is a binge eating disorder. Now, I have been set free from that binge eating disorder. But if any of you have ever been set free from something, you know that you have to put a lot of parameters and guards up in your life to not let that thing slip back in and become a stronghold again, right? And so for me, food has always just been one of those things that once the Lord set me free from it, I I really have to put very firm boundaries in place. I, I think I talked about that in one of those episodes. And so whenever God set me free and when I started the journey of being set free from that particular eating disorder, 
one of the things God asked me to give up for, for quite a while was sweets, like any kind of just sweets, period. It wasn't so much sugar because obviously we know sugars in our ketchup, right? But it was more just like cookies and cakes and muffins and ice creams and all the things that I got more excited about being with than I did with the Lord. And so there was a season where God really just really spoke to my heart. I was not supposed to eat those things. Honestly, I kind of wish he was still speaking that to my heart because I sat about 10 to 15 pounds lighter in that season. Yeah. You know what? God's ways are always the best, right? But he did. He had that season where it was a personal conviction I had to not eat sweets and junk food because of my heart issues. And here's the deal. I, in that season, have you ever been around somebody who is, is quote unquote dieting, which I did not view that season as a diet. I viewed it as a, a sacrifice to the Lord, uh, you know, cause I wanted to be set free in this area. And how many of you have ever been, there, there's two sides of this coin. There's the person who is sacrificing the said food and who thinks everybody in the room should also be sacrificing the food with them. And they make a grand announcement when they enter into the room about not eating the sweets. And can you, do you know how bad the sweets are for you? Do you know that they're killing you? Do you know that cancer feeds off sugar? Like they're just Debbie Downer, right? You're like, oh my God, don't, please don't invite that girl to the party again. Cause she's just going to talk about her, her thing that she's not eating right now. We all know that person or unfortunately have been that person, right? Super annoying. Um, But then I've also, one thing I experienced in that season was when I would turn down, say where I was at a party, when I would gracefully turn down a piece of cake, because honestly, I never made a grand announcement about it, particularly, you know, when you're fasting something, we're not really supposed to go and talk and share with the whole world that, hey, I'm fasting sweets because God told me to. Anyhow, so I didn't tell anybody other than my husband that the God had asked me to lay that down. And so I'd be in party situations and they'd offer cake and I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. And what would they do? I bet you already know the answer. They would come back and they say, oh, one piece of cake won't hurt you. It doesn't have that many calories. You're, you work out all the time. You can eat what you want. So that person, their conviction was, hey, as long as I do this in moderation, I'm good, right? But my conviction was, I'm not worried about calories right now. I'm not worried about gaining fat right now. I'm worried about my commitment I've made to the Lord. And they put me in an awkward situation of, do I keep my commitment to the Lord and just silently still refuse and say, no, thank you, I'm good. Or do I get into a debate with this person to defend my personal convictions? Because at this point, you understand both of these people are right. I was right in my personal conviction of God told me for the season to not eat sweets, that other person's right, and that they were, that God had shared with them, hey, sure, you can have sweets as long as, you know, maybe it's in a, at a party environment, or maybe it's, you know, whatever. Like, that's right now my personal conviction when it comes to sweets is that right there, um, that, you know, if I'm out with family or on vacation or whatever, yeah, I'll have that piece of pie or I'll have the whatever the thing is, Um My own personal conviction, I shared this on another podcast, is that I don't eat sweets alone because that could open the door to a binge. Just a thing I have in place, like a boundary I have in place. And I know myself and I'm like, I'm not even getting the enemy territory to tempt me in this area. 
So I'm sharing this particular example. This is not a talk about eating or anything like that. This is just an example to give you an illustration of what a personal conviction is. <laughs> I could talk for quite a while on this topic, but my heart behind this topic when God put it on my heart was really not for me to teach you a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> it's really for you to hear my processing on this, what God is speaking to me about this. And then I'm being totally serious when I say, I want you to join in on this conversation. I'll have an Instagram post when this podcast goes live. And I'm gonna ask you guys, hey, what are your thoughts on this whole personal conviction thing? And and you know, how do you balance this and whatnot? So I don't want this just to me, be me talking to you. I want you to talk back to me. All right, that's why I make those kinds of posts. So here's thing, three things though, that God did show me personally when it comes to personal convictions and just something to be aware of. Um, The first one is personal convictions are personal. (laughs) I know that sounds ridiculous and um, like, well, duh, but that's just the thing. It's a personal thing. As I just read in Romans 14, you heard about the eating thing and that went beautifully with the example I gave you of my personal conviction. It even said in there, If one person thinks that all they're supposed to eat is vegetables, let them eat their vegetables, right? But if another person doesn't feel that way, don't look down upon them and don't condemn them. And so the Bible does not come out and tell us, hey, you are not allowed to eat sweets or hey, you are not allowed to eat meat. Like the Bible does not do that. So unless you can find something like me with this podcast, I came to you with the whole chapter on how we shouldn't look down upon each other for our choices. Let me tell you, when my husband and I decided to homeschool, woo-wee, the backlash, I mean, it was ugly. And it really broke my heart because people thought we were homeschooling our kids because we thought public schools were the devil. That could not be further from the truth. I have a sister who's a, a public school teacher. I have friends who are teachers. They are the most anointed, blessed, amazing people. Honestly, probably the hardest job that I can think of. I personally, just being real here, I'd rather scrub toilets than to be a public school teacher because I can't handle the chaos of a lot of kids and stuff. So not my gifting. Um, That's why I'm hiding away in a closet all by myself, talking into a single microphone. (laughs) So anyhow, but it broke my heart that people thought because we were choosing to homeschool our kids that we were like thinking that public schools are the devil. Absolutely not. It was just simply God gave us a personal conviction for our personal family that our kids were supposed to be home. They were home for a year. I decided, woo, mama can't handle that. And so now they're in a collaborative school where they go to school a few days and they homeschool a few days. And honestly, every single year we pray and we go, okay, Lord, where are our kids supposed to be? It's not about, you know, thinking anybody's a devil or, you know, whatever. It's seriously about what do my specific kids, what are their personal needs? What are their educational needs? What area is God calling them to that they need to be planted somewhere for this particular season? So that's the first thing about personal convictions is they're personal. So we have got to stop being offended when people have a personal conviction about what they will or won't do, where their family will go, how they spend their money, uh, whether they drink alcohol or not, whether they, you know, I mean, this list could go on and on, right? That's just one thing that I think we need to just remember is they're just a personal conviction. It's not about other people around us. It is about what is God saying? What's the Holy Spirit saying for me and my family? The second thing about personal convictions is that they're seasonal. 
Just like I shared with you about my, you know, my thing with the sweet still is the Lord did lift that from me. You know, there was a season where I did not eat sweets. And honestly, sometimes I just am like, hey, Lord, would you put that personal conviction back on me? Because and he does, you know what, some from time to time he will be like, all right, Rachel, we need to. Let's pull back the rain because you're making an idol out of sweets again. And so let's just rein that in. Maybe let's let's not do that for right now. Same thing with the homeschooling thing, right? That our, our schooling situation for our kids, it's sometimes it's different. And so what you were convicted of a year ago, you may not be convicted this year as long as it wasn't a biblical conviction, Okay, and what I mean by that is if you read the Bible, and again, I cannot stress to you enough, please do not let these podcasts, mine or others, I mean, there are, I don't know how many podcasts there are in the world today, for sure thousands, probably millions would be my guess, because it's just growing leaps and bounds. And then aside from podcasts, you have Facebook Live videos and IGTV and all the ways you can consume audio. And honestly, I know myself and many of the other people that are in this space, we've got great hearts. We've got great intentions for the most part, right? We're human, but this should never replace letting the word of God speak into your life first and foremost. In fact, if you had to choose right now, if you had to say, hey, every day or every week, I can either open up Real Talk with Rachel and I can listen to the latest episode, or I could turn my Bible app on in the background and let the word of God be spoken over me. I would 110% tell you, forget me, open your Bible app and listen to the Bible. Because most of us don't even know what the Bible has to say on certain topics. So we don't even know what is true about things that that are, you know, arguable in our day and age. How many of us have actually, don't worry, I'm not going to go off on a tangent about this because I know this has opened a huge can of worms. How many of us actually know what the Bible says about homosexuality? Be real for a second. How, how much do you actually read? I mean, I was just reading in today. And I read some more about it. And I'm like, huh, okay. My personal conviction on homosexuality is actually backed by biblical truth. Okay. So it's now no longer a personal conviction. It is a biblical conviction. It's not just me having an opinion about what's right or wrong or being a, you know, a conservative or whatever. It is, it is straight up. If I were speaking on that today, and I'm not going to because that's a whole nother direction, but if I were speaking on that today, I could give you biblical references for my values upon that. That is not something that's going to change for me from now till next year or 10 years from now. I'm going to still have the same beliefs. Just like another biblical conviction for me is that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father God except by him. When I am a hundred and something years old, that will still be my conviction. That is not, I mean, it is personal to me, but it's also biblically backed. So that is not going to change with seasons. Whereas where my kids go to school, that could change with seasons, right? So that's the second thing. So our third and final thing about personal convictions is they should be shared with caution. And here's why I say this is, I am very leery, especially in the social media world and even on this podcast. Like I said, it took me a while to actually record this one because I wanted to make sure I'm not just up on a soapbox sharing my opinions, 
versus getting into the word of God and making sure it's something from him. So let me give you an example here. This has been years ago, and here's here's the power of personal convictions. This has been years ago, but somebody that I follow on social media who I actually know in real life too, she had gone off on this rant on social media about how much she hates when women refer to their husbands as their hubby. And I mean, it was like a book. Like, I think this was a Facebook post or something, but she was like, I just hate it. It It's it's nails on chalkboard. She just went off on this whole rant. And I remember, which if I were to read that post now, I'd be like, oh, whatever. This has really been five plus years ago. It's been a while ago. I remember when I read that post, I was much more insecure and I read it and it shot me like, I felt like somebody had sucker punched me to the gut because this was a girl I looked up to. And I remember thinking, I call my husband hubby all the time. And I felt embarrassed and like shame even like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that she hates that word. And, you know, here I am trying to, you know, connect with her and be friends with her. And I, I seriously called anytime I would talk about my husband or write about him, I would call him hubby. I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I can see how it could be annoying. But I just remember when she said that and she used her voice to go off on a rant about something that does not matter. Does it really matter what somebody calls their husband? No. Now, is it okay for her to have that personal conviction? Absolutely, right? We all have those things that are annoyances. I have things that are annoyances of people I follow on social media or in real life even, you know, things that just annoy you that people do because we're human beings and we have preferences and opinions and all of that type of stuff. Now, if you're in close relationship with somebody, for example, my husband, we will tell each other, hey, when you do that thing, that annoys me. Would you mind not doing that? You know, and if you respect the person, you will say, oh, okay, of course. But I see this way too often that we use our voice, which is extremely valuable, to fight for causes that do not matter, right? This girl, I know she just was having a day. Somebody probably had said it, hubby, one too many times, and she needed to let the world know She cannot live with one more person saying hubby. But if you find yourself in that position, I want to encourage you to vent that frustration elsewhere in a way that does not harm your relationship with people. So now let me just be real with you for a second. Whenever I see this girl or I read anything of hers, don't get me wrong, I'm not harboring unforgiveness with her, but I am automatically associate with her with the word hubby. Okay. Do you really think that's how this girl wants to be remembered by anybody as the hubby girl, the girl who has a problem with the word hubby? I don't think so. I know I for sure don't want people to remember me by my things that annoy me, right? I want you all to remember me by the girl who stands up for the truth or the girl who leaves you feeling more encouraged or the girl who called something out of you, and now you're pursuing your dreams. That's the girl that I want to be remembered as. Do I have a bunch of things like that? Are there words just like what she mentioned right now? Absolutely. I could spend the next 10 minutes telling you about all the things that annoy me that people do online or all the things that I wish people would just stop, right? I mean, I, I, I I could give you a list of the things that annoy me, but none of them are me fighting for something that is a biblical truth that needs to be defended. So 
I want to caution us, really, and, and again, this is not so that you can look good online and so everybody can like you. Like, I'm not interested in being liked by everyone. In fact, if everyone likes you, you're probably not standing up for anything. In fact, probably some of the comments I've said here today may have offended you. Or if somebody else was listening, you you know, oh, woof, that would have offended them, right? And as long as I'm standing up for something that's truth, So if somebody was offended that I said that Jesus Christ is the only way, I know people. I I have people in my real world life, in-person real world life, that do not agree with me that Jesus is the only way to the Father. Okay? God has planted my husband and I as business owners. We get planted around a lot of unbelieving people. Not only are they not believing in Jesus and God the Father, They believe in some crazy cuckoo out the world. I mean, stuff. We've had some crazy conversations. And you know what? I don't care if I offend them when I tell them, hey, Jesus is the only way, right? (laughs) We're going to have to agree to disagree here because what you're believing over there and worshiping your rocks and all those things, that's, that's not, I will not, I will not back down off of that truth, right? That I don't mind offending people for that kind of stuff. But I think we need to be aware that when we offend people for things that are not worthy causes to stand up for, we lose the ability to speak into the lives on things that do matter. So you might notice on this podcast, or if you follow me on social media, or you're on my email list, or wherever you connect to me in the online world, you might notice I rarely stand up for things that are personal matters. I don't care what stores you shop at. I don't care your thoughts on what kind of bathing suit you should wear. I don't care. I mean, are there things that are better for us? Absolutely. Absolutely there are. Absolutely there are opinions that do matter and can be helpful to help us live better lives. But a lot of those questions we're asking are the small, small questions right? I would much rather develop a relationship with you where you respect me enough to know that when Rachel does speak up about something, she's serious. You should listen because she does not offer out her opinion on all the topics all the time. We all know those types of people, or maybe we are those types of people. Either way, it's okay. Grace, right? We can always, we can always, and and remember, I said this in the beginning, I'm going to say it again. I'm trying not to feel preachy here. Um, I am getting a little worked up over on this side of things because I just am really passionate about this topic. But we have all been around that person who does have an opinion for everything. And honestly, when we are that type of person who has an opinion for everything, whether it's where somebody shops, what they're eating, what they're wearing, what, you know, who they're friends with, what they watch on TV, what music they listen to, when we have an opinion on all of those things, people really don't pay as much attention to what we have to say because they're like, oh, she's the opinionated girl. She's the one who, no matter what topic you bring up, she's going to teach you something about it and she's going to have an opinion about it, right? So nothing wrong with having an opinion, but I just want to encourage you to use them cautiously. And here's the easiest way. So before you get off here listening, going, oh, great, Rachel said I can't share anything. I No, that's not what I said. Listen up. Here's the easiest way to know if you're supposed to voice that opinion. First way, pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give you discernment. 
if he puts something on your heart to talk about, like right now I'm recording this podcast, then it's from him. If he puts something on your heart that you're supposed to share on social media, it's from him. There's a lot of things that could be avoided that were not supposed to be said or written if we would just simply stop and take less than a minute to say, God, am I supposed to share this or is this just between you and me? Right? There was that that part in Romans 14 that said that. Keep it between you and God. <laughs> keep that keep that thing between you and God. And I often have to do that um, in this space I'm in and just pray. And there's been multiple times where God said, nope, that's just for you, Rachel. <laughs> that is not for the world. That's for you. And sometimes later, it will be something that he'll let me share. But at the time, he's like, no, that's just for you. That's not for other people. And then the second thing I would say in using caution with this is... Um, after you pray, then then ask God, if he says, yes, this is something I want you to share, ask him to give you some Bible to back it up. Um, because again, I really think we, we've got to, especially as believers, we've got to be a little more cautious in this area of making bold statements when the Bible really didn't have anything to say about that topic. And we can do a lot of damage to believers and unbelievers when we get into quarreling debates between ourselves and the church. You know, that's the number one thing of the enemy he loves to do is just get the church divided. Because if we're just all focused on each other, then we completely miss the unbelievers that God sent our way because we were too busy arguing with each other. Okay, I've, I've gone a little longer than I thought I was going to on this topic. Apparently, I had a lot to say about it, so I apologize for that. But I pray that this topic really just open, like I said, open the lines of communication for us to kind of discuss this. I would love to hear back from you. Um, you know, if you have any idea, thoughts on this or ideas or or personal convictions, uh, whatever. Just share your stories, okay? And again, you can find me over on Instagram at Rachel J. Gilbert. And then on Facebook, I'm at Rachel Joy Gilbert. And you do spell Rachel funky. It's R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Um, but thank you for being here today. Thank you for giving me the honor of dropping into your ears, wherever you're doing right now, whether you're I don't know, whatever you're doing in your world, all right? I just pray blessings over you as you listen to this. Don't forget, text that number 44222, the word Real Talk Tribe, and you'll get added to that podcast update list. Again, you're not going to get multiple emails or anything like that going on with that. That's just simply 100% anything podcast related, you would be the first to know and get the, the coupons and all that fun stuff from the show sponsors. All right, my friends, I pray that you have a blessed week that you are blessed coming in, that you're blessed going out and every single thing that you put your hand to does and will prosper. I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.